What's up, dude? How you been? Can't complain. Long time, no talk. I know. When's the last time we did one of these? I don't know. Two weeks ago, maybe? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, whatever. Oh, yeah. shit. How you doing? Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't eat all day. And so on Saturday, when I got home and, like, was cleaning up the tailgate stuff, my mom was like, I got you something. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I got you something. So I walk in the house, and she made me, like, two massive meatloafs. Damn. And I love meatloaf. She's like, usually I send cookies home with Reagan or Logan, but I know that's not, like, your style. So here's two meatloafs. So Damn. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. So I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't eat all day in preparation of me, like, pigging out tonight. <laughs> I ate, like, probably half of an entire meatloaf with, like, potatoes on the side. And it was, like, sex in my mouth. And I might have to roll myself to Chester tomorrow. <laughs> this is sports coming in clutch. Yeah. So that was phenomenal. So I do I do like meatloaf too. Like I feel- nope. Like meatloaf is like top three favorite. Yeah, I I think my top three favorite meals of all time: pasta meatballs, chicken fingers and fries, and meatloaf with some sort of potato and gravy. Yeah. Not bad. I fucking love meatloaf. It is good. It's like one of those things where, like, I only ever think of having meatloaf, like, on a cold winter day. It's like a good comfort food, you know? Yeah. And, like, if I go to, like, a new diner, I have to get a meatloaf the first time I'm there. I don't care if they're the most famous diner for, like, fucking I don't, whatever. I will always get meatloaf at a diner if it's my first time there. Huh. That's, like... I've never had. I'm, I've really only ever had homemade meatloaf. I don't think I've ever had restaurant meatloaf. I only I only order meatloaf out when it's at a diner. Because I feel like that's like almost like one of the quintessential like diner foods almost. Yeah. To me, at least. No, I'd agree. Other than like, it's either like that or breakfast food for me, or like a BLT. Say, I hate breakfast foods. And, like, I, I'm not too big on tomatoes, so BLTs are not my thing. Dude, what's that? T- dude, breakfast food, just, like, give me, like, a, like a hash, like a, ba- like, a bed of hash browns with eggs, some, like, sautéed veggies, some cheese, dump some hot sauce on that. What's that to like? I, I don't know what it is. I think it's, I think it's a combination of I hate waking up early. Okay. Secondly, like, I'm not big on, like, sweet stuff. Like, like, donuts, pancakes. I think French toast is the most overrated food oh, I of all time. I love French toast. I love it. Are you kidding I, me, it, dude? It, 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 like, it's not good. It, what are you, oh, it's so nothing, good. There, there's nothing appetizing in French toast. Like, oh. my aunt, like, whenever, the few times that we would sleep over at my aunt's house, She'd always make French toast. I'm like, I don't like French toast. Dude. Like, like it is so overrated. French French toast and ice cream cake 
the mo- the two most overrated food items of all time. Yeah, I'll give you ice cream cake, but I love French toast. Like French toast is like a good piece of French toast with some syrup on it. Oh, dude, it's great, no. especially like a thick, like a thick piece of French toast. No, like oh, I love it. French toast blows. Um, yeah, you're wrong. I'm not too big on pancakes. Like I like, I like pancakes. If, if I'm f- and plus, if my stomach doesn't do well in the morning, like eating full, like when I just woke up. But like, yeah, I mean, go. Well, I was gonna say, like, I don't eat like a big, like I when I'm because I have to eat breakfast every day. I have to, and like when I'm when I'm just like. On a weekday, like this morning, like I'll eat toast or like a bowl of oatmeal or something. It's not anything big, but I need something. But yeah, like I only ever indulge in like breakfast food in one of two occasions. I either do it like on the weekend when me and my roommate are just like, let's order some breakfast or whatever, or like when I'm on vacation. So, like, I, but I don't enjoy, like, I hate waking up really. You know that. Yeah. Um, but also, like, like, so I'll eat eggs. Like I have no problem with eggs. I'll eat bacon. Who doesn't love bacon? And any home fries or hash browns, like potatoes are like my thing. Like I fucking oh, yeah. love potatoes. But like like if if we go out for like breakfast and like I'm forced to get something or like whatever, I will just order a single order of home fries and that's it. And those those that single order of home fries usually comes in like the dish that they like serve like fucking the creamer in. You, you know what I'm saying? Like the small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's it. That's all I'll order. I I enjoy muffins like blueberry muffins. Love blueberry muffins, but like it's nothing I will ever wake up for. And the biggest thing I hated, biggest pet peeve of mine of all time, is breakfast for dinner. I drives me. Absolutely insane. I'm a savory guy. Give me chicken, beef, pasta. Give me some real, like, hearty, like, food. Uh, the last thing, the worst thing, the biggest buzzkill of all time was when someone suggested breakfast for dinner. For dinner. I mean, I we never really even do it that much, but, um, like, tonight I made an just because I had eggs, so... I don't know. Does that count as breakfast for dinner? Yeah. It's not like a dinner food. It's breakfast. Yeah, but, but give it this. Who, who decides what's a breakfast food and what's a dinner food? The majority of people eat eggs and omelets for breakfast. It's a breakfast food. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It, just because most people eat at a certain time of day doesn't mean that it's... That's definitely breakfast for dinner. I think I would, if I asked 9 out of 10 people, hey, is having an omelet for dinner breakfast for dinner? They would say yes. That's just like a social construct, though. There's no rule that says eggs are a breakfast food, you know? Yeah, they do, though. It's a social no. norm. Yeah, it, it, so you're just a sheep being told what to believe is what I'm hearing. I believe eggs are a breakfast food, just like pancakes and waffles, because the majority of the time, people eat those foods for breakfast, and the majority of the time, they don't eat those foods for lunch or dinner well then what's bacon bacon is it's hard to explain because in in general terms it's a breakfast food however 
it is so utilized in like sandwiches and like toppings, like yeah, even salad, on salad. Yeah, salads, uh, burgers, burgers, like regular sand BLTs. You know, yeah. your chicken, bacon, ranch, like fry, like even on like side dishes, like like um, what do you call it? Um, bacon wrap scallops, or like 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 the probably I don't know the most popular, but like cheddar uh, uh, cheese fries with bacon on top. Yeah. So like. To me, bacon is like mm, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a utility man in baseball. Like it is used no matter what situation of all time. It's it yeah. bacon is the who who's it just gonna use the Taysom Hill of 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 food. Okay, fair enough. So that's bacon. Um, wa- I I again eggs waffles. Um, what do you call it? Pancakes, French toast, all those shits, breakfast foods. Lunch I just hate, like your sandwiches. I just hate how we've labeled foods to align to a certain meal. Why can't food just be food? You eat it when you want it. It's just a social norm. It's just it, it's just natural too. Like you don't see fucking people eating like a fucking like chicken parm at fucking 7 a.m. in the morning. Dude, have you ever had pizza for breakfast? It's uh, great. It's I, it's great. Let me tell you. Cold pizza. You give me a cold pizza at 8 a.m. And I'm going to be scarfing it down. See, I don't enjoy cold pizza. I love warm and hot pizza. But also what I get off on is fucking like lukewarm pizza. Like... When, like, like, left out overnight. Like, left, like, the perfect slice of pizza, out, like, leftover-wise, is not reheated. It's left on the counter, and it's, like, lukewarm. Or the best is, like, like I won't have, like, I'll, like, not be full eating, like, pizza for dinner. But I'll save, like, room. I'll wait, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes to an hour when it's still kind of warm, but the cheese sets in. And like the sauce, it's not piping hot, and it's just on the in the box still. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, I I'm I'm aligned with that. Although I will say, I do love cold pizza, and I think I honestly, it's coming up. Like, there's a reason why I love cold pizza, and it is happening next week, and I'm pretty excited for it. So, like, every year, my parents like pretty much always host Thanksgiving, and so every year, like. Whoever's in town or whatever, sometimes like my aunts come over to help my mom cook. So like they stay overnight to help my mom cook or first thing in the morning or whatever. So we always have like a group and we always order pizza Wednesday night. And it's like, every, it's just like, I don't know, yeah. but a lot of people do that. I'm sure it's a common thing to do, but we all, yeah, we, we, we get, Na- I am always the one who determines where the pizza comes from and it's Nancy's naturally. And so we get Nancy's and then we always buy enough so that breakfast on thanksgiving morning is leftover pizza and i love it dude i love it it's one of my favorite things and it's just like it's but it's cold you just grab it out of the fridge have a couple slices it's great see i don't enjoy cold pizza because it's like like it one it's cold and like the the crust is like sometimes like so like disgusting when it's cold and not like Mm, no i don't think so at all Oh, I don't know, man. Ah, I think gold pizza is great. Um, a I, week I, from 
I tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Which is fine. A lot of people don't eat breakfast. I consider myself an outlier. No. At, I dude, feel like... People like old, like kids maybe, but like none of my friends eat breakfast. Not a single one of them. If they do, it's like a granola bar. I'm the only person that I know in our age range who like wakes up every morning, makes himself a semi-real breakfast, and then carries on with his day. Nobody else does it that I know. I feel like I'm the outlier because I've always no. skipped breakfast. Like even my, I was a my roommate cool. hasn't. My roommate hasn't eaten breakfast. My roommate is like you. He wakes up. He goes to work. He eats his first meal of the day at six p.m. for dinner. That's that's what he does. Yeah. I mean, I've been forcing myself just to eat like a salad. So I'll buy just like one of those like big packs of like teal greens or spinach yeah, or anything yeah, like that. That's what I do. Yeah. And I will literally just plop that in a Ziploc container and take that to, to to work with me. And that's all you eat all day until you get home? Yeah. Dude, I'd lose my mind. I'm starving. Even with eating breakfast, by the time 11.30 rolls around, my stomach is, like, hurting no. with how hungry I am. No. Not me. And, like, even today, like, I skipped, like, eating all day. Like, I didn't eat dinner until about 7.15 today. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd get a headache. I'd be in a portable mood. No. Nope. Well, here's the thing. When we're in Vegas, you better just get over that routine of yours because if you're going to be drinking all day, you need to have food in your body. Well, I was thinking and hoping this would happen. I'm going to eat, obviously, because, you know, my history and everything like that. However, I'm... I'm I'm hoping I can just grab something small in the morning to like because I'm gonna start drinking as soon as I sit down at a bar or like the sports book, but I would have a little something. But I'm hoping like again, you know, we talked last night about the plans for Vegas, and I'm like, I woke up this morning like, wow, like Vegas is like we we talked about Vegas, like it's actually happening. Yeah. Um. Um. But then, like, I would order, like, fries and, like, mozzarella sticks as we go along the day type of thing. If there's, like... Yeah, that's any... fine. So, like, that's my hope. Like, honestly, if you... If there's a place that serves pizza or mozzarella sticks or something fried, like, bar food at 9 a.m., I'm guaranteed to order it. I guarantee you'd be able to find that, dude. It's Vegas. It's like yeah. it's like an airport. Time doesn't exist. It's not oh, like you... No, don't give me this whole airport shit because you... I, there's probably what two months ago. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is like you see dudes drinking beers at like 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. You know, in the airport, right? Because it's an airport. Everybody's internal clock is so screwed up. People like you know coming from overseas or whatever think that it's like six o'clock at night when it's eight o'clock in the morning type thing, right? Like you just, that's just like how airports work. Um, you know, so you what see want... people drink, but I'm saying Vegas is probably the same way where, because everybody is up all hours of the night, like it's okay. I mean, you're, they're going to serve dinner at 6am for people who want it, you know, you know what I want to do? And this just popped in my head. I want to have an alcoholic beverage at every, during every hour of, of that weekend. So I want to have a beer at 1am, 2am, 3am, 4am, so on and so forth. And then 12 noon. 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 
so on and so forth all the way up to midnight. Dude, that's that's gonna be tough. I don't think you'll be able to get the uh, six a.m. to eight a.m. window. That's gonna be the th- window that's gonna be the hardest to hit. I think so too. But like during the what Thursday four days we're there, that I want to try to do that. Is there a twenty-four? I think there is a twenty-four-hour bar in Planet Hollywood. You just set your alarm for six thirty. Go down, chug a beer, go back to bed. Yeah, like that's like that's. I kind of really want to do that. I mean, I'm thinking so. Considering so on Saturday, the game start at noon, so we'll have our first drink before, or the game start at nine, so we'll have our first drink before nine. So that day. We'll probably knock – and I know Friday will knock out hours too, but I'm thinking at least on Saturday alone, it'll be the 8 o'clock hour, the 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. So that's 16 hours of the day right there. No, more than that, 20 hours of the day from 8 a.m. to 4 a.m. Yeah, so my – no, my window that is going to be the toughest is the – Four, five, six, seven hours. Yes. I would agree. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. That'd be, yeah. that, I, that'd be kind of cool to do, though. Yeah. We'll see. Here, the other thing I wanted to t- let's say, though, kind of along those lines, is back to food. The one thing that I love, and I don't think you're as big a fan of this, but like the late night food, when I get the munchies, dude, I love it. And I, I bet Vegas has some great late night I, munchie options. I don't know what it was. I was never a big like drunk food person. Like, oh, dude, I, I love would, it. I would go. To, no, don't get me wrong. Like the Canyon four dollar deal meal was awesome. Awesome. What was it two? What was it? Two slices, two breadsticks, it, and a soda. Yes, it was, so you had two options. It was two slices, two breadsticks, and a soda, or two bre- two uh, slices, um, a pepperoni roll or, or whatever roll they called it, and a yeah. soda. Okay. I, yeah. I always got the breadsticks because I thought the breadsticks were actually pretty decent compared to, like, other, like, breadsticks. However, like, that – so I know people that order, like, whole-on meals when they're drunk. Like, like – you remember um, Will's uh, roommate, nurse friend, Matt? Yeah. So me and him went out in Philly um, well, like the, within the month that I moved in here. And we went out to a bar. We walked home. No problem. He ordered like a whole cheesesteak, jalapeno poppers, and fries. And like housed it. And I know other people like Tucker. Like my friend Tucker will order like a whole sandwich from like Wawa when he's drunk. And it's just like, I can't do that. Like, maybe it's because, again, my stomach, or maybe I fill up on beer, or maybe I just don't, like, have that craving late at night. But the only thing I can do when I'm drunk is basically pizza. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm – pizza or Mexican are my two big things. And, like, specifically Taco Bell. Like, that's what I crave. Or just, like, a burrito. I have ordered late-night burritos in the past, as in, like, I did on this past Saturday. See um, – so. Taco Bell to me, I've been there three times in my life, and I, I never have to go there again in my life, ever, mm-hmm. ever again. I'm a big Taco Bell guy. Um, I mean that it was just so convenient. Because although I will also say the one other thing I'll throw in there is, a good hot dog back with Ken was always great. See, a hot dog, no matter what time it is, is awesome. 
No, it's a dinner food. It's a lunch dinner food. You can't eat it for breakfast. It's against the rules. It actually is. Like, if I saw someone eating a hot dog at 7 a.m. All right, so this is different, though. If you're a nurse and you're, like, your shift is, like, I don't know, three to three, like I know some nurses do. Like, if you're eating a hot dog at, like, 10 a.m., that's completely acceptable. However, the vast majority of people that work and live in the United States, eating a hot dog before 11 a.m. is is terms for calling you a sociopath. Okay. There are there, – there's certain rules. You know Connor Bortz's rules, okay? Yeah. Yes. I, I define things. And hot dog – I would say hot dog is more of a lunch item than dinner item. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, a hot dog is a you you don't make a hot dog. You go somewhere to buy a hot dog thing. Like you go to Portillo's or you go to a baseball game. Like you're not just like sitting around at home thinking, oh, maybe I'll make. Or you're at a barbecue. It's not like you're just like sitting at home working from home and lunchtime rolls around. You say, you know, I'll make myself a hot dog. Well, see, when I work from home. I never like I rarely eat lunch. Or if I did, it was grilled chicken. That's it. Yeah. But see, I eat lunch every day, like clockwork. See, I don't. And also coffee. I oh. will never, ever, 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 ever need to drink coffee. You you don't need to drink coffee. If you did, I don't know what would happen. But I love it, dude. I love coffee. Oh. It's like the one thing I'm willing to be like, is my like that's my vice. Coffee is my vice. See, but I don't even drink like energy drinks either. Like, and I don't drink soda ever. Like, in, or or a sporting event. Like, I like I don't drink caffeine at all. Like, and some people are yeah. like, I I need it. Like you probably are like I need caffeine. I'm wired when I wake up. Yeah, I mean, well, I have like I am you know, like addicted to caffeine. If I were to not drink coffee tomorrow, I would not feel good. My body is developed. It's like a dependent. It's like an addiction. It's a, you know, it's a thing, but, um, but like I have one cup of coffee a day and some people have like six, which is not good. I have one. So I've control, I control myself, but honestly, like another reason why I love coffee is because like when there's nothing to do, like, for example, this past, like a week ago, Thursday, veterans day, I had the day off. It's like a random holiday my company gives off. So I'm like, no, there's nothing to do because everybody else is working. So I'm just like, well, what do I do? I went and I sat at a coffee shop and I got a coffee and I brought my laptop and I just like messed around on the internet, like read some articles or whatever, drank coffee. And like, there are a bunch of people in there. It was cool. It's a cool atmosphere. You know, baristas are always like the coolest people like to interact with. And like, you know, all the other people there are just like, you know, working, doing like students, doing homework and stuff and it's just like it's cool vibes so like liking coffee and having that as an excuse to go hang out at coffee shops in my opinion is awesome mm, that's great but uh, I disagree well your loss or my game I couldn't see you being like the coffee shop type of guy despite your love of friends I absolutely not, dude. I would fucking make fun of everyone in there. Why? Because they're having a cup of coffee and working. What's why is that something to make fun of? 
I, I, it's just the hipster vibe. It's like the hipster thing to do. Yeah, which is kind of why I like it. And they always have great music playing. No, no, no. Not a Linkin Park song for miles. Like, that's the problem. There's no, like, 80s, like, headbanger. Like, so, like, our personalities, yes, coffee shop is great. But I'm, like, a dive bar 1980s, like, headbanger type of guy. You can have the 7 a.m., you know, coffee shop. I'll take the 2 a.m., you know, dive bar. Oh, speaking of which, I was in a dive bar, like, two weeks ago that you would have loved. Why? Because it was a dive bar. Uh, I didn't know if there was anything specific. No, it was like it was like you walked you, it, you like you walked downstairs to get into it, like oh, half underground. Those are the best, you know, like minimum requirements for the card, you know, like yeah. Otherwise, you paying cash. Like dartboards on the wall. I suck at darts. Old TVs in the corner. Yeah. So as a dive bar. So my mom told Logan that she wants to go to Riley's with me. So she, she wants all three of us to go to Riley's at some point over Christmas break. You, Logan, and your mom? Yeah. Like, my mom told Logan that. And I was like, that's, that's a great time waiting to happen. Yeah. Is, is Reagan going to be home or no? She'll be home for, like I think, like three days, and then she's yeah. leaving again. Like my sister. Yeah. That should be fun. A little family outing to... Riley's? Yeah, no, right? Fucking A. Holy shit. Do, I ever, do, do, I, do you ever know the story that I made out with a 50-year-old at Riley's? I feel like you definitely told me, but for some reason I did not remember that, and my god, dude. I was blacked out. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, one, I, that was... Kurt Simmons Day, 2017. Tucker was with me, and apparently I made out with a random 50-year-old and then left the bar. <laughs> Wait, what day was it? Kurt Simmons Day? Yeah, so, like, Egypt has, like, a big festival every year. Um, yeah. And the one dude that played at the park that I played at got drafted by the Phillies and, like, had, like, a good career, like, with the Phillies. So they retired his, his like, name and renamed, like, the street. And it just becomes a uh, a big celebration every year, known as Kurt Simmons Day, um, and it's like a big Egypt thing. It's kind of cool. I wonder if there's going to be a Saquon Barkley Day. There was a couple years ago in Copley, yeah. where he grew up. Yeah. Interesting. There's going to be a Connor Bortz Day sooner or later. Yeah. It's going to be a day of cautionary tales. Cautionary tales and mineral lights. <laughs> yep. But, um, I don't know, man. It's just Vegas. It, like, so I watched a uh, Netflix thing about like the Arizona point shaving scandal. And they're talking yeah. about Vegas, and I was just like, "Wow, like, like I'm going there. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be able to walk around the streets of Las Vegas and not give a shit about anything for three, four days. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. I uh, I was looking at bars, and I found another one that could be good. 
What's it called? Sky Bar. I feel like I've heard of that. It's in the Waldorf Astoria. Is this is this your like fancy bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking. I was because I was kind of browsing some of these bars today, and some of them have menus. And to my surprise, the menus had prices. And some of these drinks were like thirty-five bucks, and I was like, "My God, do we need to put a price cap?" Because I am not buying you a thirty-five dollar drink. I'm sorry. No, no, we we agree. Uh, like, we I thought we agreed that like you'd get the Manhattan or old fashioned, and I would just get the. The vice versa, and it would be basically the same. Well, I mean, yeah, but they have like a lot of like more signature drinks. But the ones I was like, were like, like their their standard menu, like none of the special stuff. But it was still like an like a unique drink was like eighteen bucks, and that's perfect. Eighteen bucks is perfect. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not making you buy me a fucking like fifty dollar drink. There's no there's no way I would do that to. You. All right, good. Just just making sure. I mean, the fact that you thought I would make you do that, I don't know. No, no, I didn't think you would, but, like, I also would rather play it safe and not have you order it and be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? No, I wouldn't do that. Surprisingly enough, that's something I would not do to my friend. Oh. Now, if if it's someone that was mouthing off to me at the bar and we made a bet, and I said, okay, you owe me a, a, a fucking drink now, I would order probably... Not the most expensive one, but I would order a, a, a very expensive drink on their tab. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this Sky Bar, though, looks pretty sick if you look at the... Uh... I mean, their, their classic Las Vegas drinks seem reasonably... Uh... But, are, but are you looking at the pictures? Like, you get, like, a great view of the strip. Um, I, I was not looking at the pictures. I was looking at, oh, the, yeah. uh, at the drinks. What was the one I was looking at? Yeah, because they've got this, like, Roaring Twenties, where it all started, it begins. Like, the thing I was looking at, like, the Prohibition sounds so good, but it's $31, so I'm not buying it. I mean, it might be worth it, dude. A 10-year bourbon, Vermont maple syrup, Tawny Port, which I like port, um, uh. bitters and luxury. So it's basically an old-fashioned, which is nice bourbon fancy syrup and port in it but i'm not penning spending 31 dollars on that i why not because i'll get something off of the classic las vegas like the sinatra i was looking at the sinatra tennessee whiskey i do like egg whites in drinks i do i think that's a good that's a good touch. i've never had that that i like it it doesn't really it just adds like a like a foamy layer. It doesn't really add flavor. It just creates like a thin, foamy top. The Ward Waldorf. I don't like scotch and vermouth. The Golden Knight's not bad. Yeah. 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 These are still kind of still kind of expensive, though. Well, all these fancy bars are going to be more expensive. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Like it's going to be more expensive in general, but once you're looking at these like fancy bars that we're going to, 
like the, your your cocktails probably went up another ten dollars right right there. Although their although their beer prices aren't bad at all. Yeah, I mean Mick Ultra for seven bucks, Miller yeah. Light for nine. It's funny how a Bud Light is more expensive than a Budweiser, and also more expensive than a Sam Adams is interesting. And this also wait, a Bud Light is more expensive than a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That's ridiculous. I wonder what their markup is on these beers. I mean, you got to believe like they're wholesaling beers, probably twenty four packs of bottles. Um, I bet they pay out the door in the in the ballpark of twelve to fifteen dollars for a twelve pack of beer. And then they resell them for those prices. So that's less than a dollar a beer that they pay. So you're making 800% profit. Yeah. Unreal. But you also have to imagine how many dudes walk in to the Sky Bar at the Waldorf Astoria and order a Bud Light. That stuff's sitting there, dude. I guarantee you that they buy a case of that every six months. Yeah. So it's not like they're turning it over to make money on. No, you're right. But still kind of fun to think of. Yeah. Dude, maybe I'll go with the Mojave. Do a little mezcal, a little tequila, get the night going. <laughs> Agave listen, grapefruit juice, squeeze a lawn. Listen, That's if we go to this place. That's if we go to this place. Listen, Louis, we can go... You're you're in charge of picking out the nice the nice bar. <laughs> Dude, I'm on there. I clicked on like under menus. They have something called luxurious experiences. Yeah, and I clicked on it. You can pay more money for a fancier ice cube. Dumb, like the Waldorf Astoria ice sphere for four dollars. <laughs> Stupid. You can do a tasting. I looked at their food menu too. It's probably just like it's expensive. Is it sliders, charcuterie, duck fat fries? I bet those are really good. Lemon garlic aioli and parmesan. Mm. You, I'm leaving you in charge of of the nice the nice bar. I'm telling you this right yeah. now. I don't care where we go. I because one, I know it's gonna be cool, and two, I I I want this responsibility on your hands. That's fair. What was the other one we were looking at yesterday? Lift or something like that. Loft wasn't it? Loft in the Aria. Yeah. There's two. In oh, there. it's called Lift. Yeah, Lift Bar Aria. Yeah. Oh, but that one has terrible. It only has. That one actually has pretty bad reviews. I I don't understand how there's bad reviews. Let me see what they say. Bad service. Bad service. Bad service. There's a. 
two percent chance I ever look up the star ratings for a restaurant or bar ever in my life. Oh, I do it all the time. I don't. I'll I'll never do that. This bar is pretty nuts. I mean, this hotel is nuts, the Aria. I heard the Venetian is nuts. I think the big ones, like I think I think the nicest, like the Venetian and the Palazzo, which are like the same thing, the Win, the Aria and the Vidara. And, like, the Bellagio, I think, are the nicest hotels. There might be one more in there that I'm forgetting. Oh, and the Cosmopolitan, I think, is also really nice. Yo, can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Now I can. No idea what happened. I heard the wind, the aria, and then you got, you you went, like, fuzzy and then out. Yeah, okay. There's, like, the wind, the the aria, the aria slash Vidara, the Venetian, the Palazzo, and I think, like, the Bellagio and the Cosmopolitan are the are the uh, big bars in Vegas, or the big hotels, like the nicest ones. Yeah. I From what I read and from what I've heard, Venetian is like for like our age, but like spending a lot of money type of thing. Yeah, it could be, but like I don't like I don't get the whole like I think what we're doing is perfect. We're in a hotel that's in the middle of all the action. It's reasonably priced. Why would you spend so much more money just for the room? That's really all you get. I mean, at the end of the day, you can just walk into any hotel and hang out that you want to. All you're paying for is the room. Well, see, with me too, hotel rooms don't mean shit as long yeah, as we're not. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to be in the room. Like, maybe, the, I mean, yeah, even like the pool stuff, like anyone can, because like the pools get a, get a big draw too. But like, I thought, I thought about doing a pool, but then I was like, eh, no, nah, let's not do that. Yeah, I could take or leave the pools. Again, I think, like, I think we're doing it right. I think we got the perfect spot. I would agree. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to bet against Pitt. (laughs) I'm sure you are. What time is that game on? Isn't that a usual night game? Which one? ACC. Uh, 2.30 Central, so 12.30. Really? Yeah. That's perfect, then. Yeah. Fuck them. I really can't wait to get to bet against them. And I'm going heavy for that. 
fuck. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, wait. Here, I'm, I'm looking at the... Dude, look at uh, all right. So in the cosmos, are you do? You, can you like look at stuff right now? Yeah. What, what is it? What do you look? Go you go to the Cosmopolitan and look up the barbershop cuts and cocktails. It's Bar- it's lit. It's literally a uh, like a barber shop, but it's also a bar, and it looks sick. I might want to get a ho- a haircut in Vegas. Okay, they have the menu. Let's see. It's a seventy dollar haircut, thirty five dollar cleanup, fifty dollar shave, twenty dollars for the brows. Fuck that. Kind of expensive. You think? Yeah. But it's all like the whole menu. It's like it's it's like a it's like a dude bar. It's like a it's it's like modeled after like like the like the nineteen twenties, like you just go in there to like talk, shop, and drink, and it looks sick on the inside. They have a $25,000 bottle of something. The fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, that's like the most expensive bourbon in the world. Hence why it costs $25,000. Like, even like buying that bottle on like the street would cost you 10 grand. So they're upcharging it to like 25. Or I have no idea what it would cost on the street. But yeah, Rip Van Winkle is very expensive. But I'm looking like all these sounds good. Like the mustache ride sounds great. The breakfast mash sounds great. The black beauty sounds great. The danger sounds great. Like this place is like good for bourbon, I feel like. And I feel like that's what we're both going to be drinking. Again, your call. Well, I like this place. Wait, where are you finding the drinks at? Besides, like, the, uh, oh, forget it, the spiked juices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you say, mustache ride? I think that sounds good. I think the breakfast mash sounds good. Blackberry and the Danger were the ones that I looked at. I like the Danger. All of them sound pretty good, honestly. I would even do the espresso as in fashion. I just was about to say that, too. I wouldn't do that. I thought you would do it. Yeah, dude, that sounds pretty... Okay, so this is, like, one of the things where, again, like, if we go to the Cosmopolitan on Thursday when we're there, let's, like, duck into the bar and just see what it looks like. 
you know, like, I'm going to be tempted to just be like, hey, we're here now. Let's just, like, have a drink here. You know that's going to be, like, me, like, 90% of the time. If I see something cool, I'm probably going to want to try it right then and there. And maybe that's what we do. I don't know. It's going to be hard to – it's going to be – dude, it's going to be such, like, a play it by ear type thing, I feel like. We have no idea what to expect. I feel like this is, like, our, like, tryout for, like, someone we know is going to have a bachelor party out there. Or, like, we're going to do this again in, like, five years as, like, fucking single 32-year-olds that have a lot more money. And we're going to do it a lot more bigger than what we're doing now. Yeah. I mean, what would be bigger? Like, more money in our pockets. Spending more money? Yeah. Like, not, like, looking at a drink that costs $39 and be like, okay, that sounds good. I'm going to buy it. And not be like, nah, I'm going to go care. Yeah. 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 It's fair. Fuck, man. Yeah, dude. It's just like fun to look at how decadent Vegas is. It's like, like there's a reason they call it Sin City because people go there to indulge on their vices, to drink, to gamble. Act like an idiot. Yeah. Well, absolutely. But, like, to me, it's, like, fancy, but at the same time, almost, like, dirty at the same time. Because people go out there to, like, be scumbags. Yeah. I agree. I feel like Vegas was classy. Like, people would go out to Vegas. Everybody would wear suits. Everybody would be respectful. And, like, but now people just go out there to be pieces of shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be a piece of shit out there. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, but I feel like Vegas has turned into, like, away from, like, the sophisticated gentleman to, like, the frat boy. Yeah, it's almost like you turned into the Jersey Shore almost. Yeah, because Vegas is now, like, so much more famous for, like, partying. It's not like it was gambling. Now it's partying. People go to Vegas to party. Yeah. A.K.A. Connor Boards. But, like, dude, party in the ways that we don't party. Like, Like, dudes go out there, you know, with their blazers and their loafers on, and they spend... $1,000 $1,000 for bottle service at a club. Like, that kind of stuff. That we do not do. Yeah, are you still there? Yo, are you there? Yeah, you came back yeah. from the dead. Oh. Did you hear what I said? I didn't hear anything you said. Yeah. Well, I heard you say 
I said, you know, Vegas went from gambling to partying, and you said, yeah, like Connor Bortz. Yeah. Which and I then, said. And then you said, oh, yeah, but it's crap, boys. Like, people go out to spend $1,000 on bottle service. Yeah, that's about where I left off. Okay. So, hey. I don't know. I feel like we're going to walk around Vegas, and I'm going to be so many – I'm going to see a lot of people that I'm just going to be like, I just hate the way that person looks and acts without knowing the first thing about them. I wonder what the dating app scene out there is like. We could test it out. Well, I'm going to because I'm not going to delete my apps. I would imagine that there's probably like a number of people like I, I, I get it that there are actually people who live in Las Vegas like and live their lives there, but to cater to I hate to say it, but guys like us who go there there are probably a lot of like actual prostitutes who just use the guise of dating apps to like get clients, you know. I guess, yeah. It would be a discreet way of doing it, you know. Yeah, instead of just walking around type of thing. Yeah. There could also be, you know, a lonely, you know, duo of girls that are just there to have a good weekend and just need some entertainment. No. I will not believe that. You couldn't pay me $1,000 to buy that. <laughs> there, There is no such thing as a well-intentioned girl who goes to Vegas for an innocent weekend just to get away with her friends. Like what me and you are doing is an anomaly. A very much an anomaly. How many times do you think two single, well-meaning dudes just mosey on over to Vegas for a weekend? It doesn't happen. People go there for bachelor and bachelorette parties. People go there in big groups, or they go there when they're already married or when they're an old, washed-up person. We are an anomaly, dude. People do not have – First of all, I don't have well-intentions for this trip. So – Yeah, but I feel like your idea of well-intentions and, like, or, like, bad intentions and, like, other people's ideas of bad intentions are very different. Your, if, your, idea, of a ba- your idea of bad intentions, I feel like, is just getting really drunk, right? Yes. Other people's idea of bad intentions is, like, I'm going to walk around with roofies in my pocket and try and sneak some unsuspecting girl a roofie in her drink and then drag her back to my hotel room. I hate to say it, but I guarantee you people go to Vegas with those sorts of intentions, which we certainly do not. And that is the difference between us and, the, and other people. Correct. However, maybe there's a girl that just, you know, wants to have a good, meaningful conversation and get and stray away from the crazy group of girls that she went on her bachelor no. party with. Even if that's the case and it's 100% the truth, I would never believe it. I would never, ever believe it. Like, I'll talk to you and I'll be polite, but the minute you perhaps maybe try to make a move, I am shutting it down. No, thank you. You can be the hottest girl on planet Earth, sweetest girl, nice Midwestern girl, good family, and you have all the best intentions in the world because it's Las Vegas and because that's where we are, shutting it down. What if she's from Chicago and gives you her number? I said, fine. I'll text you when I'm back, and I'll bet you then. For now, goodbye. Shutting it down. 
what if we're at a bar and like an oh jung situation happens and two girls just start talking to us shutting it down no way man no like i said i will talk to you and i will be polite and i will be engaged in conversation but that is as far as i will go now situation occurs like that okay and we're moving to another bar would you be pissed off of me if I invited them to the next bar? Probably. Oh. Okay. And I say all of this now. And when we're there, things may be different. But I'll tell you, like, at O'Jung's, I got bad vibes from the start. Like, I was always not feeling that situation at all. <laughs> So I trusted my gut, and I declined their offers for drinks, and I left. And I do not regret that decision for a second. I mean, I don't either. Nothing really happened. I did get 30 bucks off it, so I guess it was worth it for that, if nothing else. Yeah, you bastard. I helped you out on that. Thanks. You're welcome. Put it all on number 12. You bastard. Did, did I ever tell you what happened to their tab that night, too? No. I don't think so. Kaylee, the girl that was, like, originally talking to me? Yeah. Her tab, I don't know how this happened. Maybe something got mixed up, was $125. What'd she do? Pay it? Yeah, I guess it was split either between her. It was split between her and Christina. Or I don't know if this happened. I think it might have happened that um, Bridget, the bartender, put some of my drinks on their tab. Like when I ordered shots. Um, And like Kaylee was like pissed because Christina wasn't splitting it. And uh, Kaylee bought the whole fucking tab. Dang. So... Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's good that you're telling me telling me all this now. So it's not me just running my mouth, inviting them out to, a, to the next bar, us hanging out with them, and you just hating your life for that couple hours that that happens. Well, yeah. I mean, I said it like I said. It's all contextual because I might feel very different in the moment. I like to tell myself I won't because sober, not in Vegas, me knows nothing good will come of that. But when I've had a few drinks and we're in the moment, my brain might not listen to sober at home me. And I might make a big mistake. So there's no mistakes that can happen. Yes, there are. Like, we're not going to bring them back to their room. But if we hang out with a couple of chicks for a couple of hours, you know, not a bad thing. We'll see. There's no such thing as, oh, we met these girls and we just want to hang out for a couple hours. Doesn't exist. Especially in Las Vegas. Especially in Las Vegas. Maybe if you're in like Randomville, wherever, maybe, but not in Las Vegas. You need to, we're going to Vegas, okay? So like, you need to like, what do you call it? Embrace the like sinfulness of Las Vegas. 
I'll have you. I'll remind you that I'm an ordained minister. I... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. You you need to embrace some of the wildness and sinfulness that is Las Vegas. We'll see. We'll see what happens, dude. I I I I don't want to speculate. We'll see what happens. No, I'm just telling you, like, this isn't us going to like Penn State and going to the first and gap. We're we're going to Las Vegas. So in, in like put in your mind, like you're gonna be around some sins. And sinners. Yeah, we'll we'll see, dude. It's gonna be nuts, dude. It's gonna be absolutely fucking nuts. I have a feeling I'm gonna be kid, a kid in a candy store in Las Vegas. Like, I still have to go to New Orleans to experience like a night or two on Bourbon Street. Like, that's a place that is probably number one on my list next places I have to go to. Yeah. Like when me when Reagan took me there, I was a cold my head was spinning. I think I tried to do that like fifteen times when I was there. My head spun. Spun when I was walking down Bourbon Street. Yeah. Whatever. I don't have a full week of school until January. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So. And then next Wednesday, we're obviously not going to do this either. Yeah, no. So and probably is, well, maybe the Wednesday after, but might need to be packing. Yeah, I'll be packing. I mean, we could probably do that, but this might be our last podcast, not only before Vegas, but ever. <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. We made 95 episodes of it. Oh, we got to get to 100. I mean, who... <laughs> <laughs> We'll see if you're still talking to me after December 6th. I think I will be. I I easily forgive. But don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. You want to do picks? I got like a half hour left. I got to yeah. go to bed. Yeah, let's do them quick. I mean, we don't have to rush them. Just, we got to do them. All right, so you're still up. I am. I am 36 and 24. You are 33 and 27. Week 12, the third to last week of picks. I have to make some moves. Yeah. All right. Do you want to pick a game first? You want me to? Uh, I'll pick a game first. Okay. Utah and Oregon. Oof. That's a game where I want I want Utah to win very badly for Cincinnati's sake. But it'll be interesting to pick. And that's looking like the Pac twelve championship game. Utah Oregon? Yeah. 
Is it yeah? Is it at Utah or at Oregon? At Utah. Ooh. I mean, if they lose, they're tied with Arizona State. Then. Okay. Huh. Not a great week on paper. No. Rivalry week in the Pac-12. USC, UCLA, Cal, Stanford. Damn, dude, this is tough. It's nothing. I'll go Wake Forest Clemson. Perfect. I'm going to go Michigan State, Ohio State. All right. I will go. Dude, this is so hard. I'm, I'm not going to do this because I feel like this would be kind of a dick move. But honestly, considering Pitt's pretty good, I should yeah. always pick their game just yeah. so that I can pick up a win. I, I don't understand <laughs> why you're not doing that. Because I feel like that would be kind of a dick move. But you're winning. Yeah, but I feel like that's ex- exploiting the system. I I would one hundred percent do it to to you if you had a team like that, like a team like that with Pitt. Just so you know, for the record. All right, fine. Then Virginia Pickett, Virginia Pitt, it is. Okay. So give me three games. Yep, I will give you. In honor of us being there, Air Force Nevada. Little Friday night action. I will give you Texas, West Virginia. And I will give you. Um, Louisiana Liberty. Texas, West Virginia. Texas, West Virginia, it is. All right. Game one, Utah. What's Oregon's record? I know they're ranked seven and three. 
You mean Utah? Yeah, Utah. Uh, fucking hey, dude, right off the bat. Um, I'm going Oregon. Uh, I'm going Utah. All right. All right, Wake Forest Clemson, your pick. Wake. I'm also picking Wake Forest. I'm so happy you chose that game because it allows me to see what you're doing for this next game. So the two biggest matchups, you had to pick first. Oh, this one's easy, Ohio State. At home? They got to spread his Ohio State minus 19. I might even take him to cover. I'm already assuming I'm losing I'm losing the Virginia game. I, that's going to backfire. I know for a fact Virginia's going to win that game. Just could just to backfire. No, I, I I'll take Ohio State. I we need Ohio State to run the table. I so I'm rooting yeah. for Ohio State to win the Big Ten just so they beat Michigan again, just so it's not like Jim Harbaugh is still stuck in the corner. Yeah. So Ohio State lock it in. All right, uh, Pitt for me. I yeah, Virginia. Guess your pick. Yeah. Fuck, dude. All right, um, Texas, West Virginia. Don't you pick first? Oh, shit, you're right. Um, I don't like this game. I'm going West Virginia. Fuck, dude. Um, Just because Texas lost to – well, dude, but that could mean Texas comes back, but it's at West Virginia. Yeah, I'm going West Virginia. He just lost to fucking Kansas State. To Kansas? No, can't. Well, I'm talking about West Virginia. Oh. Fuck, dude. And every time they fucking. I've picked Texas like three times this year, and they've just just really, really screwed me over pretty they're, good every time. They're in a five game skid right now. Fuck. What's the line for this game? Plus three. Jesus. So I'm thinking I'm coming out even right now. Um, actually, this, this could put like the nail in the coffin almost this weekend. Depending on how it goes. Well, just think about it. I'm if I if I pick up Oregon and Pitt, that's yeah. a five game lead with three weeks left or two weeks left. Well, not even because if you win, say, well, no. So so say say you're up five games, right? Yeah. Well, say you're up just four games, right? And next week, like. Say you're up, say you're up four games after 
week ne- next week, right? You pick two games after I choose. So like go into the the Vegas weekend. If you're up four games, you could block me and win officially. No, no, because if I'm up four games, there are three times each week that I am forced to pick first, which means you have six opportunities to pick against me. And if all of those work in your favor, then no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying after next week, think about it. Oh, after After, next week. Yeah. After next week, if you're up, if you're up any more than four games, four, four more games, you automatically win. Yes. Yes. So I'm either looking at, like, I need Utah to fucking come out swinging. You do. And honestly, dude, I feel like Virginia, Virginia has a firepower of an offense. Either way. Fuck, dude. Do I risk it or do I, do I risk going down? So say I lose two of those games, I really, and then somehow if I, if I haven't locked this in yet. If I pick Texas and they win, I'm only down four games again. That means I would have to come out swinging for the fences. Um, but also, if you're ahead, you can pick the heavy favorite, and I would have to pick like the absolute like underdog. So this really no, I don't I I because I could have done that this week too. I could have picked, but I I'm I pick games that I think are going to be close. Fuck it. Give it give it to me, Texas. We could presumably be tied after this weekend. I, I don't think so. Or I, think, I could be up six games. Or I, I think I think you I think you have the chance to put the coffin away. I'm taking a big risk. I did not want to take Texas originally when I chose that, chose this game, but how the picks landed, I I I have to. I, I was hoping you were gonna pick West Virginia because I don't like that game. I feel like Texas, after losing in Kansas, might come out firing on all cylinders. And I maybe should have picked them, but I picked West Virginia. But it's too late now. This is like one of the most pivotal weeks we've had ever doing picks. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had this much, like, on the line. No. For a, for a Week 12 matchup. Fuck, dude. Um, but here, here it is. All right, we've got Utah, Oregon, Wake Forest versus Clemson, Michigan State, Ohio State, Virginia versus Pitt, Texas versus West Virginia. I have Oregon beating Utah, Wake Forest over Clemson, Ohio State over Michigan State, Pitt beating Virginia, and West Virginia beating Texas. You have Utah beating Oregon, Wake Forest over Clemson, Ohio State beating Michigan State, Virginia over Pitt, and Texas beating West Virginia. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right. Locked it is. We shall see what comes out the other side. Game day. Uh, it's got to be Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan. That's my vote. Agreed. Agreed. Because that could that's gonna presumably be the game that that's decides who win. Yeah, who wins the big? Well, no. If 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 Michigan beats Ohio, no, but that would mean Michigan. Yeah, because Michigan State would have two losses in that scenario. Yeah. So that the winner of that game is going to go to the Big Ten Championship game. And probably the playoff. 
guarantee the playoff. Yeah. But we do get, I mean, Bedlam next weekend is going to be a good game. Bedlam, Michigan, Ohio State, even the Old Miss, Mississippi State game. Um, yeah. What else? The Clemson, Clemson, South Carolina game is going to be good. Why can't I find the Iron Bowl? It's the very top one. Saturday, the first game listed under Saturday. Not for me. Maybe it is. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oregon, Oregon State. I do – what I love about that is that, like, Friday is as big a day as Saturday almost. Like, there's – Good games on Friday. Yeah. Like a, like a lot of them. Dude, and Ohio State, Michigan is at Michigan, too. I know. I But I, dude, Michigan, like, we should have beaten them. They're not that good. No. They've just, the one time they played a tough team, Michigan State, they lost. Who else is – I don't think they beat – well, they beat Wisconsin, but, like, we beat Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is criminally overrated right now considering they're ranked, like, 15th. Um, who is Wisconsin beaten? Or, I mean, Michigan beaten? Like, nobody really. No, they had – they're frauds. And, again, I'm rooting for – I'm rooting for Ohio State because I want I, – I think, I think the running jo- – I think it's hilarious how – Michigan still hasn't beaten Ohio State in years, yeah. and Harbaugh hasn't even sniffed the playoffs or the Ken Chambers game. I still want that uh, you know, motto or theme to keep on going. Yeah. I was with a friend of mine who it did not go to Michigan, but is a Michigan fan. All right. And we were watching the game together at a bar this weekend. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm being me. I'm like, you know, talking about, you know, like, I hate Michigan because I do hate Michigan, and, like, Harbaugh's a fraud, and, you know, I want Ohio State to just destroy Michigan. And she was, like, getting mad at me. Like, actually, like, are you serious? Like, what's wrong with you for, for like, being so against Michigan? And I'm like, you know, it's just one of those things where if it's not Penn State, I root for the status quo, and the status quo is that Jim Harbaugh can't win big games to save his life and I want that to continue because it just is the it's the way things need to be. It brings balance to college football, and I will never, ever, ever, regardless of the circumstances in any way, shape, or form, ever root for Michigan to be successful in college football ever in my entire life. But she was like getting genuinely mad at me for having that mindset. I don't even hate Michigan either, like. I respect the hell of it, Michigan. I just think it's hilarious how, like, that program still hasn't beat Ohio State. Like, yeah. no, see, I do actually dislike Michigan. Like, I have a, I have some bad, I, I dislike Michigan. See, like, even Ohio State, like, yeah, I hate them, but I hate three teams more than I hate Ohio State in the Big Ten. 
Rutgers, Maryland, and Illinois. Like, I, I really cannot stand any three of those schools or those programs. Yeah. If you – if I got to pick, if, if you said <clears throat> which team, regardless of coaching staff, regardless of anything else, just the teams themselves, what team do you want to – would you rather see in the playoff, Michigan or Ohio State? Give me Ohio State every time. Yeah, because it because it like we haven't made it. Yet. Penn State hasn't made it yet, so the status quo can't change until Penn State makes it. I yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I want Penn State to break the status quo, and I will never root for another team to do it. But I just dislike Michigan, dude. I think it's a function of just like some of the deeper rooted issues I have from when I lived there. Um, but I just dislike Michigan. Yeah. I mean, and I, I truly think Penn State is the first team to do it, too. Well. And it's I think. Be, that, what, 2025? In three years, 2024. All right, 2024. Like, and it, hold on, wait one second. I mean, we do have to also, I, every, I feel like nobody remembers this, but like Michigan State has been to the playoff before. I mean, they, they were the OGs. To do it, <laughs> that don't matter. And they did though. They got smoke showed by Alabama, but they still made it. So twenty twenty four, Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl. Ooh, dude, the Rose Bowl would be such a. That's the best place to watch a game, let alone and, the playoff. And the Natty title is in Houston. Okay. And that's my 30th birthday. Yeah. Like, that week would be my 30th birthday. The stars align. Mark your calendars. We'll see what happens. Oh, I fucked this up. What? No, so it's, it's... It's the Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl. Wow. Where's the Natty? Still Houston? It hasn't been announced yet. Uh, but is that also when the playoff gets expanded, possibly, too? 2024? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I think so. Fuck. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. Man. Damn, dude. <sighs> You good? Yeah. You good? We'll see come Saturday. Also, last home game for Penn State. Yeah. Which sucks, but it always has to happen. Yeah. Onward State, real quick. Onward State put out a thing that suggested that, that Beaver Stadium needs a fucking – yeah, I dome. said dome. I saw that. I didn't read what the article. I just fuck? saw the headline. 
pussies are we raising to work at Onward State? You fucking pussies. I don't know, dude. Like, what the fuck, dude? That pisses me off. Me off. I do. I. I mean, I love how there are like I what I can think of exactly two, three. I can think of exactly three indoor college football stadiums, as it should be. Wait, wait. Are you going to try and name them? I can only think of one right now. Which is? The Carrier Dome. Yeah, there's two more. Hint, they're in the same state. And these are D1 programs too, by the way. I think they're D1. Maybe not. Well, there might be more now that I think about it, if we're not. They're in the same state. Don't tell me. But there might be more. So I think I think I'm adding at least one more to my list. You got to tell me because I can't think of them. Idaho and Idaho State. Oh, I don't. I was thinking D1. Yeah, I thought I like my mind went to D1, but they're not. And also, I think South Dakota State is also in the North Stadium. Uh, North Dakota State, too. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, that's – and it, Tulane, if you want to count the times they play in the Superdome. Well, you could also count Minnesota when they played at the old – Yeah, but Vikings. they don't play there anymore. Yeah, no, and that's like Tulane doesn't play at the Superdome anymore. And Georgia State took over the old Brave Stadium to – and doesn't, yeah. doesn't play in the Super or uh, Georgia Dome anymore. Yeah. Yeah, there's only one. D- Syracuse is the only D1 team that plays in an indoor stadium. Huh. But I, because like the NFL, like every new stadium that's being built is an indoor stadium. Sooner or later, every NFL team is going to be playing indoors. No. No. Fake news. The Bears are going to be playing indoors in a few years. That's going to be. Two, three-fourths of the NFC North. Lions, Vikings, Bears, all indoors. The only team left will be the Packers. And I don't they'll, think... They'll never play in a dome. Um, the Eagles will never play in a dome. New York will never play in a dome. Um, Pittsburgh, never a dome. And that's what I hate. Like, Los Angeles... You could play outside there. Why do they need a dome? Because I'm guessing because they want to host the Super Bowl. Las Vegas, why do you need a dome? No clue. Um, why did St. Louis need a dome? Good question. I don't know. Tennessee won't get a dome ever. Um, I bet the uh, the floor. Do the Dolphins and the University of Miami play at the same stadium? Yeah, Hard Rock? Yeah. yeah. That's like not a dome, but it almost is. Yeah. Um, but I bet like Tampa Bay would go dome. Jacksonville would go dome. 
Um, Jacksonville might move. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That's a terrible market. It's an okay stadium. What cities need a football team? Pretty much nothing anymore. I mean, you can always send a team back to, like, San Diego. No. You're not going to put fucking five teams in in California. Or four teams in California. I mean, there's already that many baseball teams. There's five teams in, in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, there are. There's legit, like, no major city that needs a football team. Doesn't feel right to me. I mean, St. Louis, maybe, but they just moved. I feel like you could add another team in Texas. They were thinking about San Antonio. Or even, like, Austin. Or Oklahoma City. Yeah. But, again, like... No true major market needs a football team. Yeah, that's hard. That really is the case. I mean, maybe, I mean, there's Nashville. Memphis doesn't have a team. Yeah, but Nashville, you wouldn't, that's not a big enough market to share. Yeah, yeah. There were there's there's like talks a couple of years ago about putting a team in Montreal or somewhere up yeah, north. Yeah, like even, Toronto. If that or, or even London too. Now I would hate London, but you could do Toronto. It's I, basically an American city and it's enormous. It's either, got the market. Either way, I don't want it to happen. Keep fucking American football in a fucking America. They're gonna have a Canadian football league. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Mexico City. No, I swear to fucking God, that'd be even worse. Dude, I'm shocked. I feel like, um, because when you think about like other sports, there's always a city that's missing out on a team from every other major sport, I feel like. But football has them all covered. Yeah. I bet the biggest market without a football team right now is probably St. Louis. Yeah, I guess. Because St. Louis, yeah. And St. Louis only has two teams. Same with Kansas City. Yeah. I'm going to... The largest cities. New York, obviously. L.A., Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, Philly. San Antonio is the seventh largest city in North America. Really? Yeah. Hmm. San Diego, Dallas, Austin. San Jose, but that's where freaking... Um, the Niners play. And yeah. Fort Worth is Dallas. Jacksonville, Columbus. But Ohio doesn't need a third team. 
San Fran, Seattle, Denver, D.C., Boston, El Paso, Nashville. Then you start getting into the other. I mean, Portland. No. It's not a big enough draw there. Yeah, they're good. Just yeah, and then I mean, I mean, they did have. Did the I mean, did the Raiders leave because of the market was getting eaten up by the Niners? No, it was because their fucking stadium situation. Yeah, well, I knew that. Well, I knew it was horrible. Um, so I wonder if they built a new stadium there. Is there like the Bay Area has? You've got Sacramento. You've got Oakland, you've got San Jose, you've got San Francisco, four major cities all within like an hour of each other. Yeah, but it's a big enough market to support a second team. Yeah, but no, but you're thinking about Oakland. Oakland City does not have any money to build a new stadium. And they're just they're just about to finance a new stadium with the A's. There's no way they're gonna take on another fucking you know tab for fucking another uh professional sports team. Yeah. I mean, but that area, there's so much money in that area. You could find someplace else. You could do like but, Berkeley. But, you could do but, Berkeley. Berkeley's right next to it. I guarantee Berkeley has the money. But again, Oakland will never do that. Yeah. And Sacramento's kind of the odd one. There's not a, there's not a, an inch of available land in the entire city of San Francisco proper. And San Jose already has a team, essentially. So. Yeah. I think the next four team to move would be probably the Marlins. Out of Miami? Yeah. Why? Miami's a huge market. Yeah, but they get no fans. No one I feel cares. Like, yeah, but, but like the Rays get no fans, I feel like. Or the Rays. And that's a smaller market. Maybe they just need to consolidate Florida teams into one, put them in Orlando or something like that. No. Maybe, yeah, you're right, the Rays, because their lease is up pretty soon, too. And the Trop sucks. Yeah, the problem is the Rays are actually, like, really good right now. <laughs> they have, no, like, a good but, foundation. No, that that is good. the problem because they're getting no fans still. Yeah. I mean, that stadium just looks like just a dump. It sucked. That really sucked. I mean, it wasn't as bad as like RFK or Shea or even the vet, but the chop sucked. Yeah, I believe that. It just looks, I mean, like the Sox, you know, the Sox played there and it just looks like a shithole. Yeah. Awful neighborhood, too. Well, I remember we drove right past it when we were in um, uh, for spring break. Was that with you guys? Um, maybe not. It, it might have been one of those, like, first days before you got there. But I remember we just – it was like you see it off the highway type thing. Like we weren't like next the, to it. Or the Trop and where the where the Orlando Magic play, two of the worst neighborhoods to be surrounded by for like a sporting event. <laughs> You've been to where the White Sox play? 
Oh, that too. I mean, honestly, I say that, but the area immediately surrounding where the White Sox play is actually not terrible. It's just very blue collar. I mean, if you go 10 blocks south, you're where you don't want to be, but immediately surrounding guaranteed rate is, is not terrible. Yeah. My sister almost got married at the venue that was like a mile away. Yeah. But the the Magic's neighborhood, awful. Ray's neighborhood, awful. Um, yeah. Trying to think what else. And Cleveland was kind of sketchy, too, to be honest with you. That's surprising. I feel like Cleveland, like, isn't big enough to have, like, bad areas, but I guess it does. Detroit wasn't bad at all, to be completely honest with you. Well, no, that whole stadium district in Detroit now is – because they, they're all right there. The baseball field. And the, the field. And then they built Little Caesars, which is the new Red Wings uh, Pistons stadium, is right there too. Yeah. So, at least they uh, – at least they kind of made that area nice. And downtown Detroit isn't terrible. I mean, we, we were there. Like, there yes. are – if you're in, like, the downtown, downtown area, it's not bad. It's when you go outside of that that you need to start Yeah, worrying. eight mile. Yeah. And everywhere else. Like, South Detroit, dude, South Detroit is as bad a neighborhood as exists. Like, a bad as, as bad an area as exists. Why do I always feel like the east side of any city is, like, not ever talked about? Like, you never hear of, like, the north or east sides of being bad sides. But, like, West Philly, bad. Like. Well, Philly doesn't have an East Philly. East Philly is a river. East Chicago is a lake. That's why. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, you you could say East Philly, a.k.a. Trenton, New Jersey, right? Probably not the best best part of town to want to hang out in. Isn't it Trenton? Is that what's right over the bridge? And. Well, Camden. Camden, yeah. Isn't that like a pretty rough rough area? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. East Philly. East Chicago is northern Indiana. Well, Gary's not better either. No, that would be more south. You got to go up further north to get true east of downtown. Um, Or else. Yeah, but again, like east – like South, like South Central LA, awful place. Yeah, again, East LA mountains. The only cities that I feel like, I feel like so many cities, the East is like cut off by something, like Chicago, like Philly, like Los Angeles, New York is, is the ocean, um, like Houston. I don't know what the East further, Houston is further- like. In New York, the further east you go, the more money you have. Yeah, but that's because you're on Long Island. I don't even know if that counts. It counts. Um, But you get what I'm saying? Like, or it's either, it's always the west or south, I feel like. I thought thought there were parts like in North Philly that were kind of rough. Yeah, northwest. Yeah. 70% 70% of all Philadelphia cops live in, in Northeast Philly. 
Yeah, all a bunch of the Chicago cops live where my aunt lives, which is northwest. But yeah, Chicago's kind of the same way. Like straight west, not great. Southwest, not great. South, not great. North, tons of money. Northwest, working class. Downtown is downtown. Philly, it's southeast, fine. Southwest, eh. Like, West Philly, awful. Northwest, really awful. Northeast, good. Like, we're, like Southeast, like, where I live is working class. Yeah. Northeast is, like, families and shit. Not, like, fa- like blue-collar family type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, like, where, like, but then I have no idea where the rough parts like Houston are or Dallas. Like, they have them, or like Miami. Yeah, the other big cities. Um, San Francisco. The rough part of San Francisco is like it's kind of the south part of the city, but it's like because San Francisco is like at an angle. I feel like, I feel like San Francisco can't have a rough area. It's just all in Oakland. No, no, it, it it has a rough area. I was at a concert that was in the rough area. You could tell it was rough. Nice. But just like a different kind of rough. I mean, it's not like gangbangers as much as it is, as it is like drug abuse type stuff. Yeah. We'll see what Vegas is like. Yeah. Oh, I, there are rough parts of Vegas for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I have no doubt about that. No doubt. Yep. All right, dude. Well, it's about, it's about bedtime for me, so. All right, man. Well, good last... Hurrah, possibly, and hopefully uh, my um, my teams come through. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what happens on Saturday. It's gonna be a big Saturday. Yeah, for us, huge Saturday. Yeah, dude. All right, man. Well, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. All right. You too, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. I'll see. You. All right. See you.